Hey guys, it's Tay's Green Life with Doug uh, Noonally. Um, what is, uh, what do you do? Like what, what exactly do you do for the, the music scene? Uh, I cover the local music scene for a website called The Auricular. Um, and then I'm also the executive director for the Newland Music Prize. Cool, cool. And what exactly is the Newland Music Prize? So the Newland Music Prize is an award that celebrates excellence in rich music. It's designed to help prop up the local scene, um, shine a spotlight on some more artists, go a little bit deeper than, you know, just a uh, top 40 records of the year or something like that, you know, a list yeah. that people can just read and then forget about the next day. This is a lot more consuming, a lot more, I guess, intricate. Um, so there's 20 records that are officially up for the award and voting is opening now. It opened this past Monday and it's open until March 17th, I believe, Friday, March 17th. Okay. Um, and then the winners announced Monday, March 20th. And this is a collaborative project from about 85 members of the local music scene. So that's musicians, artists, photographers, journalists, radio hosts, show promoters, activists, whatever. Um, so 85 people kind of helped nominate records. There was over almost 200 albums nominated. And then a short list committee of about 12 people kind of zeroed in those nominations into the 20 ones that really stood out. And that's the short list that we have. Um, yeah, honestly, it comes in and out all the time, honestly. <laughs> um, what kind of artists um, are part of the list? Uh, everything. So there is, there's pop, there's rock, there's some Americana, um, there's some punk and metal artists, which historically Richmond made its name on in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s, and into the 2000s too, but that, those were really like the heyday of Richmond punk and metal. And then um, there's there's a couple hip-hop artists, there's a couple R&B artists too, and obviously hip-hop and R&B are, you know, just by sheer numbers, the the biggest pocket of Richmond music these days. So it's it's pretty, it's, it's a wide swath of sounds and styles, and I think it really covers the range of music that Richmond has to offer. Um, I mean, you've got, you've got newer artists too, and you've got older artists as well. Uh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. You've got, you know, mainstays like No BS Brass Band and um, Butcher Brown. You've got Dumbwaiter who has been doing, you know, experimental jazz fusion, avant-garde rock music for, for a long time now. You've got newer artists like Mackenzie Warwick, um, Doe Eyes, even though it's her second record, but I would still classify her as, you know, within the last like six to seven years. Yeah. Um, so it really just kind of runs everything across Richmond music. So um, I'm more into like the, the death core and the metalcore um, area. So if, is, are, are those kind of bands that you would be interested in, you know, exploring maybe? Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I think if even for people who are into the harder scene in Richmond, it, it, one of the great things about Richmond that I really love is that you could see, uh, you know, a doom rock band or a sludge rock band on the same bill as, you know, just somebody playing an acoustic set. And it doesn't happen often. I'm not saying that's a common thing, yeah. but it's not, it's not something that would be surprising. Oh, this is just what we're going to see tonight. And that's kind of what I love. You could see people who are classically trained playing in a symphony one day, and then the next day they're playing in a house show before 20 people just doing noise <laughs> rock. And, and that's what I love about Richmond. So I yes. think there are metal, there are punk, there are harder sounds on this, this short list. But I think if you really went through, you could find some really interesting stuff that maybe goes outside of what you normally listen to. As for like punk and metal, um, punk wise, we have uh, Armageddon Time, who um, 
they for their record crime is theater they just enlisted a local rapper black liquid to be their their singer for that record and it kind of infuses this like really hardcore punk sound that that's reminiscent of like body count from the the late 80s early 90s i think they're still active too um and i think that was ice cubes group um <laughs> for for metal you've got tulpa mm-hmm. um and i believe that's how you pronounce that tvlpa um, spelled out in those letters. Um, I'm 90% sure it's Tulpa, but they have a they have a fantastic record called Walk With Me that was released earlier in 2022. Um, I'm trying, I'm gonna, it was, it was in the spring. It was either March or April last year. Um, and that record is phenomenal. Just kind of like, you know, it, atmospheric, uh, noise rock, black metal, whatever you want to do, That that's the kind of sound that they fall into. And they're they're killing it. It was one of the most striking records from last year, regardless of sound enrichment. Um, outside of that, there's also Dumbwaiter, like I mentioned. They do th- th- that's more of an experimental sound. It's more of an avant-garde thing. If you want to go to see somebody where you really don't know what you're going to listen to or you don't know what's going to come yeah. next, that's the kind of band for them. Um, other than that, and there's, I, I'd also like to mention too, they're not necessarily what I would consider hard rock or metal, but Strawberry Moon has this like really kind of visceral post-punk sound that's kind of reminiscence of like you know the scene from the late 70s and early 80s where it's just really kind of methodical and prodding music that kind of hits deep in your core cool cool i like that is um so do you normally only like talk about richmond bands or do you explore outside of richmond um i used to do a lot more writing about national and international bands too um for publications like consequence paste up rocks village voice um the last like five six seven years it's mostly been just about richmond music though because there's there's a lot going on in the scene that a lot of it goes overlooked not not because there's not interest but just because there's just it's hard to cut through all the noise yes you know on your social media or anything so just trying to give everybody an equal platform is really important to me in town yeah, I've like I, I try to like work with more Richmond and locally bands. Um, but mm-hmm. I do like to see other scenes too because it's a different quality of music. Cause like mm-hmm. it's a different sound, like let's say you went to Texas. Different. Yeah. The local scene is completely different than it is in Richmond. Like Richmond's up and coming, but so is the Texas metal scene too. So mm-hmm. like it's it's cool to go outside of your comfort zone, but it's also cool to support the the bottom, uh not the bottom, yeah. but like, you know, your area. Cause it's cool. Cause you're, you're supporting the economy here. You're buying merch, you're going to shows, you're keeping venues open. And that's so important. And that's cool that you, you know, you have a broad horizon of bands you go after. Um, what kind of artists, um, is it, is it like, um, you have to vote for the artists or do these you artists do. So already? The, the, yeah, the way that it works. So anybody from the 85 member jury could nominate up to 40 records for, the the award they didn't have to nominate 40 they could some people only nominated like six or seven bunch of people nominated over 20 i nominated 40 just because I, I was hitting that limit um and then they just had to be from the richmond petersburg metropolitan area you know we didn't want to quibble over somebody who's got like a chesterfield zip code even though they play record and do everything else in in the city yeah. um so richmond petersburg metropolitan area had to be from the previous calendar year so 2022 um no remasters no reissues anything like that and then it just had to be um, either 25 minutes long or at least five songs. And we did that to kind of make sure that, you know, like hardcore punk scenes weren't excluded. Cause last year we had 
a, a record by a band called Terminal Bliss. And it was, I want to say it was like six or seven songs, but they were all extremely short. But that's yeah, that, yeah. that's the scene. That's the that's the norm for that type of music. So we don't want to exclude that. So it's either twenty five minutes long or five songs. And the twenty five minute long too is also because, and I think you would know this too. You could have a metal band that could put out an EP, and it's only two songs, but those two songs might be twelve minutes each. Yes. So, yeah. So we I've definitely want to like some of the artists now aren't you know releasing a whole album. They do like yeah. song like out of the month like maybe three months out of the month they'll be like here's a song and then wait here's a song and then like um would those things like qualify as like yeah 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 if you've got an if, if it's an actual release as long as it's 25 minutes or five songs we're gonna okay. count it we're not gonna quibble there was one album that made the the list this year by an uh an rb soul singer uh she's classically trained opera singer too her name's miss jalen brown it was five songs it's a relatively short ep especially if you look at the whole list, but it really resonated with people and people got really excited. I mean, I was getting nominations and people were like, this, that record has to be included if you can. So things like that. So we really, we want to make sure that everything is included because like you said, a lot of artists are switching away from the album, I guess, cycle. And then the other thing that I'm seeing too, is that even if they're sticking to an album cycle, that album might contain four or five songs that they've already released as standalone singles or as a, as a smaller EP. And I yeah. get it. It's hard because you got a tour. It's just hard to make that time these days in general with how life is. It It, it is what it is. So we want to make sure that we're not overlooking anything because of that. That's pretty cool that you're doing this for the scene. And I think it's, it's neat. How did you get into something like this? Um, well, I've had the idea of doing something like this for at least the last like six, seven years. Um, I was previously the print editor at RV Magazine. Um, I, I pitched this idea a, a, a dozen times and got shot down each time. And then once I left RV Magazine in 2017, it was just kind of festering in my mind. COVID came and then that kind of put things on a halt. And then like December of 2020, I was like, ah, I might be able to do this. Um, but vaccines still weren't available yet. The rollout hadn't started, so it, it wasn't going to be feasible. And then, like, around Thanksgiving 2021, I really put my nose to the ground, contacted people who had offered to put money up for the award, and then just kind of landed on it. So last year was the first year that we launched. It was a big undertaking. This year is equally big, but at least we have a year under our belt, so we're a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, and I don't know if we mentioned this too, but the winner does get $1,000, uh, a spiffy little trophy, um, and the the voting comes from the members of the jury. They can each submit a ranked ballot, but there is also a fan vote that's open, so anybody can go and cast a ballot now, and the results of the fan vote will serve as one ballot in the final tally. And when, um, you said, when does the voting start? You said now. So Yeah, when... the voting's open now. It opened on Monday, so if you go to newlandmusicprize.com, and Newland is N-E-W-L-I-N, um, you can go there, you can view the short list and the short list will have information, you know, their social media information, but also links to their Bandcamp, Spotify, Apple music, it, you know, if they have all those, um, they definitely all have Spotify and I'm pretty sure they all have yeah. Apple music, probably 18 or 17 of the 20 have Bandcamp. So you can go listen to the music in whatever way that you prefer. Um, and then there's also a, a link that you see on the top that says fan vote. Just click on that, pick your 10 favorite records and you're off to the races. Cool. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, talk about, <laughs> I knew it was going to come. I was like, man, I'm going to mispronounce the name again. Um, oh, the auricular? Yes. <laughs> let's yep. talk about that. Um, 
So I was actually looking, you just released one, uh, was it the 15th? Um, yeah, like what exactly are your reviews on your on the website? Sure, so the auricular is just, just my publication to just cover and document retro music. One of the big things that uh, that's my goal with that is to really really catalog every piece of music that's coming out of the site. If you go on the website now and you click on the releases tab, you'll see everything that's being released albums and singles. I believe it's a, it's, it might be a couple weeks out of date, but it's going, the, the updates going today too. So it just takes a lot to, to yeah. get all those links together and then format them in, in a table correctly. It's, it's a, it's a huge spread spreadsheet that that's the bane of my existence, but that, that's the, the main goal <laughs> behind the, the auricular is to just document every piece of music coming out of the scene for, for a variety of reasons. One, so people can really understand the scope of music that's being created in town, but two, also give people a spotlight, small and large, because I've been covering Richmond music since about 2012, 2013, somewhere around there. So about 10 years, 10, 11 years. And I, I can't tell you how many bands I've seen that are really exciting, really fresh, but within you know like six months of their first show, they're done because they couldn't get any momentum. They couldn't get any type of you know listenership audience to build around them, and they just gave it up. And I, and I've got people in town who haven't necessarily given up music, but are maybe dormant right now because of the same reason. And it's just sad to see. And I, I really I think about this a lot. I've been to shows where you know there might be thirty people there, but every person knows somebody in the band. And it's a fun show and the band likes playing before that many people. But I've also been to a show where it's like 10 people and they don't know anybody in the crowd and the band gets way more excited about that because that's an audience that was there, not because of a connection, but just because they liked what they heard. And that's what I kind of want to get out there. So we're covering anything and everything. The type of coverage we do, we do, um, uh, we do a Richmond Music Roundup. Uh, it, we haven't done one yet in 2023, but I'm fingers crossed I'm on pace to have one out on Wednesday. And that will list everything that's come out within a time frame. I think it's going to be the the 1st through the 15th of this month. And we'll we'll there'll be the album cover, there'll be the title, the artist, a link to where you can listen to it, and then a brief description of the song. So it, it's it's something that really validates artists, lets them be seen in this in in the scene. Um, we also do uh, RVA must show uh, must see shows of the week, which Marilyn Drew Nate does. She used to be the editor at RVA magazine until January, um, so she's brought that column over to the auricular. And then we also just do you know general just news and updates. You know if you've released a music video, I'm probably going to talk about that too because I think I understand how how much goes into doing a music video, even though people really don't watch music videos these days. So I think it's important to kind of highlight those. Um, so we're just we're just covering anything. And then we're also helping support things like the Nula Music Prize, helping to support other platforms any way that we can. Anything that we can do to prop up the Richmond music scene is what we're gonna do. Because the more ears that are on the, the scene, yes. the better the sound's gonna be that comes out. Yes. More people are gonna be encouraged to make bigger and better works of art in town. Nice, I love it, I love it. Guys. I hope you you reach out to Doug because uh, everything I'm hearing is amazing. I love it. Um, I think it's great because you're giving these these people exposure and you're not like asking for anything. You know, you're just being like, hey, you know, just respect me and that I respect you. You know, I'm showing you love. That's what the yeah. scene means. You know, other people showing love, not just like family and friends and stuff. We need like outside ears. You know, coming yeah. in and go, wow, this is cool. Um, 
because I, I I was looking up some of the the places the venues have. Um, I tend to go to like the Canal Club and Another Round. Um, some uh, Another Round is actually coming up a little bit because they're starting to do like more of the local bands like um, mm-hmm. Set for Tomorrow, uh, Three Piece, uh, Artusha. Uh, yeah, Spiral Fracture. Spiral Fracture plays yes. Moonlight. Yes. So I think what is his name? Brian Fisher. Um, I think. He, no, he was not in that band. I am not sure. He was okay, one of the fine. local bands. But yeah, um, he does like uh, local shows at another round. He does like Free Metal Fridays. Um, they're actually doing a Virginia Total Death Fest for three days. Mm-hmm. So it's all the local metal bands coming for three days. And um, that's pretty cool that's coming up. Yeah. Um, but you also have like a lot of metal bands at the Camel and the Canal Club. Yeah, and- definitely. Yeah. And the Broadberry yes. Gallery Five sometimes too. There's there's a bunch of really you know one of the good things that that did come out of the unfortunate circumstance of COVID is that I think when live music started back up, a lot of venues in town really relaxed what they were going or how they were going to you know promote shows or even book shows. And I think bands did too. So you see a lot more kind of cross pollination between sounds and whatnot too because people just wanted to play. And play however they could um another round i know has been really they've been really busy over the past like year or two i think the the owner or the show promoter previously just retired is that right yeah uh brian fisher is the new owner of another round okay yeah so they i mean but they've got they've been building momentum for a while now too yeah. um because like i said i see those show bills all yeah. the time yeah i see those show bills all the time um and a lot of those bands are really hard working i know spiral fractures really hard working i'm trying to think of other bands in the scene like i know seasons they grind a lot too they've had a lot of lineup changes but they grind very much you know but there was there's a hard rock band that just released their debut single this past week um i believe it came out on monday maybe i don't have that date right merciful zero um they're not necessarily metal but definitely a hard rock sound and they've got some yeah. doom influences in their sound too i mean if you look if you go on the youtube page and look and poke around i mean they played the richmond music hall they've played everywhere in town so it's banditos so it really just kind yes, of shows banditos, you that yeah. it, there's not one place that you have to stick to if you're going to play this yeah. sound you there's can go so anywhere. many places now there's so many yeah. friday through saturday there's about five or ten shows happening in richmond yeah and i'm just like it's it's insane how like all the local communities like go follow go show let's do it um and it's it's so great like there's an open arm thing with music right now like everyone is enjoying music and coming together and supporting the music scene and that's 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 important because richmond's that's what richmond's up and coming like the yeah. music scene's great that's what people come out here for um yeah, like god, especially lamb of god <laughs> yeah i mean yeah and they had a fantastic record too and look randy's super supportive of local musicians too yes he's got a million side projects he's played with a ton of people in town so they're not just a band that happens to be from Richmond. They've got yeah. real Richmond roots that they that they pay attention to. Yeah, and I think that's important. I think I don't know which member, but one of them, <laughs> his wife has like a sandwich shop. I think that's what it is. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes he will work there with his wife, and you just sometimes go in the sandwich shop and see a Lamb of God member, and you're like. <laughs> uh, like guar came from here uh two members of bad omens i'm not uh i'm not sure about like the the indie or like the r&b or like the edm scene and stuff like that like I've i been mean we've got 
we've yeah. got there there's there i mean if you turn over any stone for styles in town you're going to come across somebody there's even even people that like you know aren't household names but you look them up and they've got a huge following there's this musician his name is pete curry several years back he released a couple you know kind of just indie indie stuff and it, it was good but then he started doing um the the vaporwave kind of sound electronic synthwave stuff and he got a big following and he still got a huge yes. huge following so much so that if you know if you talk about you know rich music online it, it, you know somebody might pop in and just be like, well, did you know FM Skyline is from Richmond? Cause that's the name that he records under for that. Um, so there, there's all, there's this just enormous community of really prolific musicians in town. You know, no BS brass band is headed up by Reggie Pace. He's played with everybody. We've got space bomb in town. They are recording huge nationally touring artists every other month. It seems. And then, you know, we've got a bunch of hip hop artists making big, big waves. Fly Anakin and the Mutant Academy, they've gotten a lot of national attention the past two, three years. Um, just recently, the the person who won the inaugural Newland Music Prize, McKinley Dixon, he's since relocated to Chicago, but he's got his new album coming out, I believe this summer, maybe early fall. And he's released two singles so far and he's getting a big, big push behind him. He's got a lot of momentum. So, you know, there are, and, and, and I'm, and I'm forgetting too, you know, Lucy Dacus made a huge name. Yeah. And when she first came on the scene, you know, you couldn't watch a performance by her without her having like her Richmond is for lo music lovers, coffee cup or a Richmond t-shirt. So she, she was always flying that flag. And I think she's since moved to, uh, I think Philadelphia in 2019 or 2018, but she still definitely promotes the, the Richmond music scene, any chance that she gets. So there, there's definitely Richmond artists making big national news but even if you don't go off of that metric there's still people making really big impactful music here in town yes yes because the local scene is like booming and it's great yeah. that there are people supporting it like amazing and that's why like i don't just like talk to the music people i talk to the people that do things for the music community like um like me for chance yeah. um and then you got another, like i got a couple podcasters that i've talked to i got like artists who make like gear um mm -hmm. and like merch for the bands and then like uh jeremy anderson he's um in a band called rvnt which is in like virginia beach area um but he does sound for the canal club i've talked to him um so like there's like a, a few people like outside the scene that are doing work too like yeah. And that's what matters because we need people like you and I to like talk about this, to, you know, give these bands exposure, make blogs about it, talk about it. Because without us talking about it, no one's going to know. Same with like the fans and the supporters, like share. That's really important. Like share, follow all of it. And a lot yeah. of times you don't see a lot of people that do that. They won't. Well, well, I don't know if you see it, but there's a lot of times I'll see a bunch of people who have like watched my stuff, but not like just hit the subscribe or hit the like. Like that's all it takes to keep. Like, yeah. And there's, yeah, it, it's hard. It, it's hard because people do kind of have that mental block of, you know, and it might not even be a mental block. You know, people are busy. They've got a lot going on in their lives. I get it. If you're not super in tune with music, you might not be actively looking out music. Um, there was a study done 
several years back, I'm probably 10 years ago at this point, um, the, um, my friend Marilyn Drew Nacy, she always brings up too. And it, it was the study about how, you know, after the age of 35, people really stop looking into new music and they just kind of settle into what they know and what they've heard, which is why, you know, classic rock stations have always been great. You know, the X still relies on playing alternative from the 90s and 2000s, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think about that a lot too, because it, it's hard, you know, once you get into a routine with your life, it's really hard to kind of break that and make time for stuff new, especially music, especially going to shows. Um, and, you know, I've got a million artists that I could talk about with all my friends that aren't huge into the music scene. Um, but I, I try and reserve it because I don't want to be that annoying guy who's like, hey, listen to this band two days later. Make sure you listen to this band, too, because they're not going <laughs> to listen But, you know, just trying to attack those people that are looking for music, too. And also just engaging them whenever possible, but also really paying attention to the younger audience in town too. I mean, you've got so many people in VCU right now who are looking to do stuff and wanting to be more, or even seniors in high school that are looking to do stuff and wanting to do more. And historically, most of the great music in Richmond has come out of people who met at VCU. People who came to town for college, came to town for whatever, and then just started playing in a band. And then before you knew it, 10 years later, they've been in six bands and released like eight records that are all great. That's so cool. Um, let's see what else we can talk about. Anything else you want to um, talk about? Anything new coming out um, you want to go over? Other than, I mean, there's, uh, there's a lot of new excitement. So I would say people really need to check out um, Merciful Zero. Uh, they used to be, if I get this band name wrong, I'm sorry. I believe they used to be Armwood. I just wrote an article about them yesterday. I should remember this off the top of my head. I believe they used to be Armwood, um, but they, they got a new singer named Hans, um, and they are really, really talented. Um, Hans has this really commanding vocal presence. Um, their album, so they released their debut single, this past week, there's a music video for it too. And then I believe in March, probably middle of March, comes their debut album. I think that's pretty exciting for the the harder rock scene. Um, but then there, there's other stuff too. There was an electronic artist that made their debut this past week too, named Switch Systems. It's a, it's a duo, one of whom is based out of Richmond. The other is based out of England. And that was a really interesting stuff. It's more ambient, more experimental. I think that's fascinating too, especially because you really don't hear people talking about electronic music in town, even though that seems just as vital as ever. You just, those, sh those shows are really hard to come by because electronic shows, you really do need like a niche for with a, with a certain venue or something. Um, other than that, I mean, there, there's a ton of great records. This band called Hot Spit, they just released this six-track uh, EP called Memory of a Mirror Image. I believe that came out came out this month, like or like probably beginning of the the month. Yeah, and it that that thing absolutely blew me away. That's one of my absolute favorite releases in recent memory and they they're probably one or two prominent articles away from just blowing up i know they're going to south by southwest i really hope that they get a lot of attention on that and they've been they've been one of those bands that have kind of been plugging away for a while um and i think they're a lot of their momentum got stalled by covid but you know you ask people around town who have played shows they're one of the most exciting people that that people want you to hear and they've played with everybody. They've played with R and B artists. They've played with, you know, post-punk bands. They've played with straight up rock bands, et cetera. They're, they're playing with anybody they can just to put on a good show. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, so is there anything you think the scene needs, like anything that you feel could be better? 
Yeah, I mean, there, there's always going to be some stuff better, but I, I will caveat. I will say some stuff. I'll give you an actual answer, but I want to preface it by just saying that you know the scene today, I think, is in a much stronger and supportive place than even six, seven, eight years ago. I was just talking to somebody about this over text. The scene, you know, I want to say like 2013, 2014, 2015, around that time, it, it got pretty clickish and not in like an intentionally like a mean girl's way. I don't mean it like that, but like people just kind of ran in circles and the circle that you ran in was the circle that you ran in. They all played shows with each other, but newer artists had a hard time kind of breaking through that that log jam unless you knew somebody and it was it, i know that it was frustrating for a lot of musicians in town you know starting shortly before covid hit so probably like 20, late 2019 or mid to late 2019 i started to see like this really big monumental shift um that people have been telling me was coming and i started to see it where people were just starting to play with anybody that they could regardless they didn't care they just wanted to play and people were moving up and down the bill they could headline the camel one night and then two nights later they're opening at gallery five they don't care they just want to play i think that was super important obviously covid put us a big pause on things but when it came back i feel like that just went into hyperdrive um one of the things that i think really helped that along was there was this really good singer songwriter um pocket forming they did a lot of shows at the camel like a lot of showcases um, I'm just going to mention a bunch of names off the top of my head, like Tyler Meacham, <laughs> Mackenzie Rourke, uh, Keelan Creech. A lot of these people came out of uh, Joel Warford. A lot of these people came out of that kind of pocket. And because of that, they were just supporting it. And there were, there were other things that were happening too. Um, there was this, this collective called Rosewood Recordings that put out two compilations that I think in 10 years we'll look back as being highly influential on the Richmond scene. But I just saw those kind of like, those walls that people had constructed or those barriers that had existed just come, come tumbling down. And since music resumed after COVID, it's just been a, a big push forward to keep that going. Things that I think could be better. Um, one important thing that I really like to stress on people is that music in Richmond doesn't begin and end with a live concert. There is a lot of bands that play a lot of good shows yes. and are a great live band, but there are also people who are just creating music in their bedroom or garage that don't have the means or opportunity to perform live. And they're just as interesting. It's just, it's just a different side of the same coin. If you like live music, that's great. But I, I would highly suggest you the, the music that people are talking about, the music that people are recommending to you from Richmond, listen to it. Even if you can't see them live, like Spotify or YouTube yeah. or yeah. I'll call, up band camp. Media, band camp is, I'll call up Bandcamp all day, every day, because they've got the most fair profit share with the artist. It's a lot more. Yeah, I guess fair is just the right word for that. But then they also do it, you know, first Friday of every month, Bandcamp waives their fee so that anything you buy on that day goes directly to the artist. Not Bandcamp doesn't take a cut. And I think that's really important too. But I mean, so on the Nula Music Prize last year, there was an artist named Caro. She she had never performed a show as far as I know in Richmond. She just had enough people that had heard the record and it really resonated with them that they made a push for it. There's other bands too that might only play like once or twice every couple months just because that's all that they have the bandwidth to do. But that doesn't mean that the stuff that they have recorded isn't vital and it isn't important. So I would just preface that because I do think sometimes we get a little caught up in, oh, you know, 
yeah did you like this record oh yeah they're they're incredible live and i was like yeah but did you did you like the record did you listen yeah. to the actual music they're di it's different sounds if you think about it it's different live than it is recorded like someone yeah. someone sat down and had to listen to that song over and over and over again to make sure it sounded right for the band like yeah. that took a lot of time and you should do like listen to that time like I put a lot of time talking to you. I put a lot of time like thinking of things to talk about and like you have great points, but that takes time and people don't realize that. Like, I, mean, yeah. I don't know how into this kind of pocket too, but there's a lot of noise musicians or like really like glitch industrial musicians in town yeah. too. There, there's a lot, there's lust murder records. Um, that collect, I think it's only one or two people behind that. Uh, they might put out releases by other people too, but Lust Murder Records, definitely check it out for like the, the industrial glitch noise, very experimental, very challenging music. I don't believe they play live, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't talk about them too, because they, they're very prolific and they're very intriguing and very interesting because, you know, noise rock is such a huge umbrella for them to put out so many releases and to each of them sound different and have kind of tap into a different type of, you know, despair or ennui that really resonates with me. And then there's others too. There's, you know, um, there was a local musician. I believe he still makes music. His name is KT, which is short for kids techno. Um, his music was released on chair records. That stuff is just straight up experimental electronica just somebody tinkering with samples and different beats and different tones on their computer and it's really fascinating you've also got people there's a there's a richmond label named grimalkin which is um minority and queer owned yeah. funded they they really push them <laughs> LGBTQ plus. Yes. They, they push that mindset out there. They're, they yeah. do a great, they're a nonprofit too. They, they really help prop up marginalized artists. They've got some really, really experimental artists on their track, on their um, artist lineup, excuse me. Um, one of them is Eli Owens, Elizabeth Owens, or Eli with parentheses around it is how you would say it. Um, they've had a couple of releases now. Their last release from 2021 was just really genre blurring just everything come crashing down and most of it is kind of funneled through a heart too which is even more crazy but it, it's good it's really vital um and they, they play a lot around town too so i don't want to say i don't want to mention like them when i was talking about bands that don't play um but i'm just trying to think about music that you you don't you can't see if you went to the camel every day for two weeks music that you wouldn't necessarily see there but it's still making an impact on the richmond scene yes and that is great i loved all the the artists you named of course i'm gonna like i'm gonna look up some of these artists too because i hope my viewers do the same thing um do you want to go ahead and put in your plugs? Where can we follow you? Sure. Um, so you can follow the auricular. Um, that's A-U-R-I-C-U-L-A-A-R. -A -A you can follow the auricular on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Newland Music Prize on Instagram and Facebook. I believe it's just Newland Prize on Twitter because you can't do that long of a Twitter name. <laughs> um, I have a personal account, just Music Doug on anything. Uh, I post infrequently, and if I do post, it's probably on Instagram stories of just random music that I'm listening to on the car. <laughs> the 
um, yeah, so I wouldn't go too much into that, but I, I would definitely check out the Newland Music Prize. There's 20 records. They're they're all absolute phenomenal. We didn't we didn't mention all of them, but I mean, if you go through that list, you're going to walk away with five, six, seven artists that you're really excited yes. about that you might go see show from, or you might say, oh, they've got a vinyl. I want to pick up a vinyl, or they've got a T-shirt. I want to pick up that T-shirt. So that that's kind of the goal is to there's going to be one winner there's an actual prize but the goal is really to prop up everybody and then hopefully yeah. you know four months later you see one of them that you like from the list is playing a show at the camel you go to the camel and then the two bands underneath them were really good too and then it's just a snowball effect at that point that's what we want. well i appreciate talking to you i would love to talk more about it uh but we're about to cut out um i appreciate you joining uh my podcast and you guys yeah, follow please follow